Ja, <laughs> that kind of <laughs> Hey. That kind of was so off. I was <laughs> hello, 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 everyone. Hi. What happened to um, the sun? I mean, it's out, but it's just cold. No, it's, it's not out. Did out. You, actually, um, earlier, my friend was telling me that it was snowing. It did, yeah. It was like hailing over here, so... Yeah, it was quite windy as well. Like, you know them icy winds that catch you for the cold? That's how it is right now. I'm just like, how did, I, how did we jump from, like, basically summer weather to, like, winter weather? Like, so I know, just like, like, a little Oh, my God. But what's the vibe for today? How are you feeling? Um, The vibe is... Summer breeze without the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's giving. What about France? What's it saying? Yeah, I'm kind of... Uh, not, the, not the connection issues. Uh, <laughs> My friend was like, oh, it's reconnecting, but I'm guessing you can hear me. Yeah, I can, yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry, guys. Anyway, I was saying, today I'm feeling kind of like, I don't know what the vibe is. I'm kind of happy, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. What's the point of life? <laughs> got to turn that frown upside down, friend. Positive, you know. As Candy Burris said, it doesn't. What did she say? I said my Instagram bio. I've forgotten now. It I looks, love that quote. You said it the other day. Yeah, um, it doesn't rain forever. I think that's what she said. Yeah, something like that. But there's something else to it as well. Yeah, but I was like, Candy, that's a really good quote. Like I'm taking that, but I can't remember it. Yeah, it was that. I need to check my bio clearly because I'm really. Literally. <laughs> But yeah, no, it doesn't rain forever, man. Honestly, I know you had those days when you might feel like a bit down, but it won't always. One make. of them days. Literally, it's one of the Just gotta push through, and yeah, it won't always be like that. There'll be better days. To... Come. Anyway, I know for sure that this episode is gonna spice up, spice, spruce up my mood because <laughs> these unpopular opinions, child. <laughs> Yeah. I'm already angry about it. <laughs> but before we get into that, let me introduce to the Red Podcast. This is the podcast where we speak about all things music, all things popular culture. And I am Olivade. And I'm Carl CNN. Before we delve into that, we have to speak about one specific, you know, what's the word? Like pop culture changing moment that happened in the last two days. And that is Will Smith. I was gonna say backhand, you know, but he probably like palm slapped <laughs> Chris Rock <laughs> at the Oscars 2022, and it's been like the topic of conversation with everyone. So I thought we need to like delve into it before it gets like to be old news. And I just wanted to know your thoughts because there are many, many thoughts out there about like I don't know who's in the wrong and if he should have done it and blah 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 blah. So there's many opinions. So I just wanted to know yours. Yeah. Um. I've been in two minds. I'm basically on the fence because I feel like I understand why he did it because obviously he felt like his wife was being disrespected. Although he laughed at first, I think he saw her expression because she rolled her eyes and then he he kind of like sprung into action. And so I don't condone violence, obviously, especially like on a big platform like that because I think it's quite disrespectful to slap somebody generally. But to slap somebody so openly in front of like one of the most watched award shows is a bit peak and the higher disrespect. But obviously he felt disrespected that Chris Rock has come at his wife twice. So I think he came at her in 2016 when she boycotted the Oscars and basically said that her boycott means nothing. And then obviously, again, he made a joke about her being bold 
and she's got alopecia. So obviously she finds it quite. She, I mean, as a woman anyway, like you know, women find hair to be their crown and their glory, etc. So I can understand how she would be feeling when her hair's falling out and stuff. And it's not, you know, even though she looks beautiful, bold and whatnot, it's still something that clearly bothers her. So I personally don't. I'm not mad at Will Smith. I don't think we should, he should be cancelled or whatever for slapping um, Chris Rock. Obviously, he reacted in a moment and there's been lots of controversy in the news regarding his relationship, the entanglement, infidelity and that kind of thing. They might not have the most conventional relationship, but I guess it works for them. So I'm not mad at it. I feel like it could have. he could have done different things. He could have spoke to Chris Rock. He could have walked up to him and told him about alopecia and made Chris Rock feel like really small about his joke. Um, you know what I mean? So I feel like violence wasn't the answer, but I don't think he needs to be cancelled for it. What do you think? What are your views? I'm also kind of on defence as well. Like, I definitely respect him for sticking up for his wife. Mm. Because, like, the fact that he was, like, laughing at the joke um, before he saw Jada's face, because Jada's face was not impressed. Like, she did not like it at all. Yeah. So, like, as, as soon as he saw that, he kind of was, like, he was, he kind of, like, switched a little bit and was like, oh, okay, maybe I need to protect my woman. And like you said, I think it's just, like, a whole, like, a build-up of everything that's happened with, between them in the press and stuff. And yeah. been kind of the butt of the joke for a long time now because of how they're because their relationship is quite un- unconventional to some people so yeah they've been the butt of the joke for a long time so i definitely think it was a combination of like everything that's happening with them in the press and stuff but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that he like protects these women like that's a that's a, and especially like a black woman as well and you know like you said black women's hair are, are their crown essentially so um so the fact that he protected her was quite was nice but like you said i think that doing it so publicly and open, like, on the stage was very, I don't know, it was very disrespectful and very rude. So, like, it, I feel like he should have, like, brought him up or confronted him, like, behind the scenes or, like, backstage or, I don't know, just being like, oh, like, you dis- disrespected my wife. I didn't really find the joke funny. Um, like, I don't know, like, be careful next time or something like that, like, just, like, behind the scenes. Or even if he slapped yeah. him behind the scenes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not behind the scenes, <laughs> The slap, okay, we just talk about the slap for a second because the slap was so perfect. <laughs> it was, he collected the wind <laughs> and the, the angle was just, it's like he just, he did his geometry or trigonometry, whatever it is, angles, and it was just, you know, I feel like Chris held it really well though. He did. Like, First of all, his, his head really turned to the side, but. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, I'm not going to lie, you know them slaps here yeah, and it, your face is hot after. It was one of those mm. ones, like, his face was burning. It was definitely through. burning. Yeah, and if you caught his ear as well, you know sometimes when you slap your ear, someone slaps your ear and it, it gets a bit hot and it starts ringing a little bit. Uh-huh. It's definitely one of those slaps that like, he probably felt a bit away after. But yeah, the way he slapped him was like how some a parent would like slap their child that's been naughty, like if they're gonna hit him in the face anyway. And I feel like it was a, it was just rude, but obviously he thought yeah. that comment was rude. So yeah, I, I think it was a big misunderstanding and I'm sure they'll speak about it at some point. They worked together. I don't know if they were friends before this, but um I don't want it to be a thing of like, oh my god, he needs to be cancelled and he's like people are talking and like they're like, Oh, they're traumatized and this and that. And I'm just like, Have you ever seen someone slap someone before? Like, come on, like And people are saying those things, white women, they want to be traumatized and oppressed so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Wanda Sykes say something. Oh yeah, she said that as well. Like comedian. She was on Ellen and she was like, She's traumatized. And I was just like, Really? Like no one even hit you. Like you're just, I mean, I understand. I don't no, I don't understand. I don't really get what you're traumatized about. Like you've never seen someone slap somebody before. There's been many moments in like in award shows where people have done things that are controversial and that haven't really been called out. But now that Will Smith slapped somebody, it's like really a big thing. We're gonna like not cancel him and we're just gonna offer him encouragement during this time. Cause I think it's easy to tear someone down when they feel when they when they've made a mistake essentially. So let's you know, we're, we're, we're still supporting Rick, Rick, Will, yeah. <laughs> and Chris. 
But yeah, I don't know. It's just... And absolutely, under no circumstances should his um, Oscar be taken away from him. That's what people yeah, no, like, no, no way, not. Yeah, no way. I agree. Like, there's this is not called for. It's not that. It's not that deep. Honestly, like, no one supports violence like that. And obviously, we'd prefer if he spoke it out with him. You know, it made him feel small because there's always you can use your words and make them powerful and make somebody feel really insignificant and small for making stupid jokes. You mm-hmm. know, so he didn't need to hear him. But I understand why he did at the same time. So yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I just hope that he doesn't get any big like repercussions for it. Even though I do think that the slap was a bit uncalled for, but yeah. I don't think it's that serious. And people throwing around this traumatized word is just a bit extreme. Like, like let it go. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but moving on from Will Smilly. Um, so our unpopular opinions that you guys well not our unpopular opinions your unpopular opinions that we've gathered from the from the social medias. Um, the first one on our list is from, actually it's not even from you guys, it's from Remy Ma, who, I just want to laugh, sorry, <laughs> she basically said that Doja Cat is not a rapper, like her words were like, Doja Cat is not a rapper, and, but she like, thinks that she's dope or something like that. Yeah, so like a backhanded compliment essentially, I think. And um, I mean, sorry, I just want to laugh again. Because I feel like Doja Cat is a rapper. Like, if you're gonna say that Doja Cat's not a rapper, then you have to say that Cardi B is not a rapper. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, because they both do like pop rap, essentially. Now, what would Cardi do to get involved in dragging to this? She didn't even because do she's basically like the same genre. I feel. <laughs> okay, I see what you mean. I guess the pop rap kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. Okay, Remy Ma's a female rapper, so I think she's qualified to, I guess, somewhat give her opinions in this sense. But I think that it kind of omits the fact that Dojo is, is, I think what she meant is that she's not like a conventional female rapper. She doesn't rap about like on hard beats. And like, she doesn't really rap about like gritty stuff in the streets. Like maybe some female rappers used to like Lil' Kim and maybe Remy and like Nicki Minaj has a greasy moments as well. So, or had a greasy moments anyway. So in terms of like not being conventional, I think that's what I would say, but she's definitely a rapper. Like she just doesn't rap on like, particularly hard beats all the time like she raps on pop beats but she's still like rap is a art form and then play on words and you know the rhyming and it's the whole thing and she does that so she definitely qualifies as a rapper i'd say so yeah i agree, I agree with that um, that opinion basically no i don't agree with it at all but i agree with what you said about that she she doesn't really like rap on hard beats and stuff so i get where she, i get i guess i get where she's kind of coming from but yeah, like no. You can't just because it's not like a specific style of female rap doesn't mean you have to dismiss her as a rapper. Like yeah, it's still yeah, rap, you know. And I just think Remy Ma's a bit salty that she's never, you know, she's not really popping as 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 she should be. <laughs> she's not going with Remy Ma, yeah. She like the thing is, I can't get over her music because like her rapping to me is very aggressive. So she should have popped you once. I should have popped you twice. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's just so aggressive. Wait, that's okay. Hold on. She's like she has a song with um uh, Keisha Cole. No, it wasn't even that. That wasn't the line, but she has a song with Keisha Cole. What okay. was it? How did it go? It's under her song "You." Oh yeah. What was it? I don't remember her rap on that. Oh song. my god, what's the rap? But I just remember being just. Oh, uh, I can't even remember the lyrics, but like it was just very, to me. I just think her rapping is just very aggressive. I think that her rapping is, I agree with you, aggressive, but it's also offbeat. Like you know, some rappers like don't rap on the beat and it's their thing like Blueface and maybe a couple other people but like her I don't think she does it intentionally like she's not catching the beat when she's rapping and I just think it sounds a bit messy to me so yeah. like I wouldn't 
I mean, people will regard her as a legend and stuff, but I don't really, like, I respect her for what she's tried to do um, in terms of, like, her feature and, like, lean back and a lot of the stuff she's done with, like, Terror Squad and Fat Joe. So I know she's regarded highly because of that. But in terms of, like, her being, I'm, she's not one of my favourite musicians, I'm not going to lie. I think she works well um, being a, a reality TV personality and, like, working on radio and podcast and that kind of thing. I don't think rap is for her, essentially. Although she's like a... I mean, people might say she's a skilled rapper. Maybe she could... I don't know. I don't know too much about Rory Ma, to be honest. But, like, she's a female rapper. So I guess that's why she gave her opinion on Doja. But I think Doja's a, rap, a good rapper and is a rapper. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't agree with you, Remy, at all. For real. Um, Number two on our list um, of popular opinions, unpopular opinions is that Kelly Rowland is a better singer than Beyonce Knowles, but she just didn't get as big because she was dark-skinned and that wasn't in at the time. What do you think, Ollie? Ooh, what can you say? Um, I think that uh, the fact that her being dark-skinned and Beyonce being light-skinned is definitely a good point. Mm. Because uh, I would say that their, both their debut albums are equally as good. But like Beyonce, and even in like even before the debut album and stuff, Beyonce was just getting this shine, and and like you could say you could argue that it was because of her dad being the manager, and he like he gave her all the the lead vocals and that. But like at the same time, I do think that it was because she was lighter as well. Mm. So when they both like when well when the group disbanded and they got their um or when they ventured out into their solo careers and stuff, I definitely think that Kelly was kind of. I don't know, she kind of just, like, pushed to the side a little bit because of Beyonce, and I think colorism is definitely a factor in that. Um, the the point about Kelly being a better singer than Beyonce, I feel like Kelly has actually one of my favourite voices in the group. When I'm listening to Destiny's Child albums, I like Kelly's verses, and I like her tone. Mm. I really like her, like... I don't know, I, I really do like her voice. It's probably one of my favourites in the group, actually, because sometimes I feel like in, when she was in Destiny's Child, Beyonce did a bit too much. Too many runs and too many, like, I don't know. She was just trying to, like, be the star, basically, if that makes sense. So um, I definitely think Kelly's voice is kind of overlooked. But in terms of a singer, I think Beyonce does have a bigger range. Mm. So, yeah, I agree with the point about the colorism, but I don't think I agree with the point about being a better singer, even though I do like Kelly's voice. That's fair. That's quite objective. I feel like you kind of, like, batted both their corners there, essentially which was nice. Very, very split-in-the-middle opinion, I think. Mm-hmm. Very split-in-the-middle answer, which is quite fair. Um, yeah, I think I... Better singer, I don't know. Like, I think they both equally are good singers, I think. Um, I think we... I think Beyonce is more of a technical singer in terms of, like, being more adventurous and, like, more explorative with her riffs and her runs and the kind of thing she does on her songs so we've heard a lot of that whereas I think Kelly is more experimental when it comes to her sound so like she's more she's delved more into like different genres I would say like from early on she was doing like rock pop like dance remixes and that kind of thing and obviously that kind of genre kind of suits her better so I think in terms of singing I think they're both good singers um maybe I'd agree with you and maybe Beyonce has a, maybe a bit of a wider range but I think Kelly's tone Kelly's got a high-pitched voice so when they would sing in the group she would sit on the top of the harmonies and Beyonce would be in the middle and I think Michelle would take low notes and it would really, really work really well like that. Um, and then in terms of colorism thing, yeah, I definitely think that it played a role um, in Kelly's, like, not demise, but, like, not, you know, her not 
popping off as much as Beyonce did, I think. Because I think, especially when she came out, she obviously had the lemma, then she came out with Stole. And I think the fact that she wasn't making pure R&B meant that people were, like, probably looking at her a bit sideways, like, you're black, you're dark-skinned, we're going to put you in an R&B box, even though you're not making that only. And that probably did affect her a little bit. So, yeah, colorism has definitely been a thing. Um, I definitely think it affected her. I think, like... I don't know. Another thing as well, I feel like in groups, people always compare people. So, like, it's difficult to kind of, you know, come out of a group. And uh, if one person does better in this with this album, it's just like you instantly just feel like the other people are irrelevant and not good at what they do. And it's just like, you, it's not fair. So I can understand. But as you said, both the albums, debut albums are really both good in their own different ways. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. Kelly's was more like experimental, different genres, whilst Beyonce's was like more so purely R&B, I would say of pop influences so yeah i'm not gonna agree with that entirely i do think that they are both equally good singers and yeah life just has a way of being unfair sometimes Mm. yeah and i definitely think that if it wasn't beyonce i guess taking the shot eventually kelly might have been a little bit bigger after her solo venture out and but actually can't even you know conversation for but like if Kelly was a bit more hardworking as well, because <laughs> I think that's a huge factor in why Beyonce is so success- successful because she is very hardworking. So, yeah, I think that's a factor as well. But yeah, I, I think I-, I I agree in parts to that point. Yeah, but moving on to kind of a uh, kind of a similar point actually, people the girls are saying that no money should make pop instead of R and B. And before you answer, I actually agree. But yeah, okay, I'm gonna get your answer first. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know, to be honest. I feel like it's okay to experiment with different genres, but she seems to, like, thrive in her pop genre, pop bag. So, like, Love Lies and, like... Motivation. Yeah, Motivation, Dance with a Stranger. It seems to be, like, where she's thriving. And I guess they're upbeat to an extent. Well, Love Lies wasn't upbeat. But, like, yeah, she seems to um, thrive in that element. And I think it's a similar thing to what we just, as you just said, mentioned, is similar to, like, the Kelly thing, like, She's dark skinned, so like, you know, people might think, oh, R and B, R and B, but like, she actually is good at making pop music, so pop sounding music. So I think with Normani, I would I would say I want like a mixed blend of both. I think I like R and B Normani. I liked Wild Side, so I definitely like R and B Normani because I think that's the song I paid more attention to. I like Motivation too, but like I've listened to Wild Side more than I've listened to Motivation, for example. So yeah, um, but I'm okay with people experimenting and trying different things. Let's not put them all in one bag. So even though Nomani is black and dark skin, and people feel that she should make, it's this, it's the opposite. The people feel that she should make pop music, but I think if she wants to make R and B and urban music, she can also do that too. So what do you think? I'm intrigued. I'm gonna break you off. Let me be your motivation to stay. I I love that song. Like that's my favorite Nomani song, and like I feel like she came out of the gate swinging with that that song, and then she kind of just like dipped a little bit. So I I think that she is better in pop to be honest but because i listen to motivation way more than i did wild side so i'm kind mm. of opposite to you mm. um and because I, I feel like the whole the whole motivation was so cool because the video was so good as well like i loved the like naughty's references and i loved like like the choreography and like the whole video was just so good and the song was so catchy as well wild side was a little bit less catchy the, the video was good as well um but like you said i guess if she wants to make r&b she can make r&b but i just feel like um, people are a bit like losing interest in her a little bit, so I feel like maybe she should like get into the pop bag a little bit before she delves into R and B because I think maybe people will like take more notice of her if she did 
give us more upbeat songs. Like we, we said this in the past that she needs more upbeat songs. Mm. So maybe I guess if she can do an upbeat R and B song, I guess kind of like you know how like Mariah Carey did back in the days with like her R and B bots were not like like they, I wouldn't call them up tempo, but they were like catchy and like like lively. I guess so. It's like a mixture of pop and R and B basically. And I, I think she should delve into that a little bit more than her mid tempo and like obviously not fair because that was not a bot. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna assume that Fair was like a promotional single though, because I just lo- looked at the video, equalizer video thing. And actually, no, I know there's a video coming, I think, but um, there's definitely a video coming, yeah. But anyway, okay, cool. I, I don't know, I would push it as a promotional single only if I was, yeah. But I mean, hey, who am I? I'm not, you know, an R A and R or whatever on the label, so <sighs> just saying, just as a fan, but anyway, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think pop no money is good and R&B upbeat no money would also be good so yeah yeah uh, basically a mixture is what we need and what we yeah. want here here um another unpopular opinion about a pop artist <laughs> Britney Spears can sing that is so rude as an That's rude. that is so rude because that's, that's so an unpopular opinion because Britney Spears can sing that's like I thought, no, sorry, that is actually rude. I'm, I'm very, I'm very like, wow, about that because um, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but um, Britney was kind of forced from her early career days to sing in a specific voice and a spe- and come across a specific way. So her, the voice you are hearing now is not really her uh, authentic voice. And I've actually heard a few live videos of her where she can actually be. I wouldn't say she's like the most vocally acrobatic singer ever but i think she can hold a tune like i think she can actually sing so that's very rude that opinion yeah i agree and she used to be in a mickey mouse club when she was younger and i used to like watch clips of that on youtube and um she definitely had a bit of grit to her voice even when she first came out like in her ballads like you there was you know some grit to it so like i wouldn't say she's a terrible singer she's not a bad singer she can definitely sing like it's just that, as you said, they forced her to sing in this particular style because they thought that was what worked for her. And yeah, but... burr, 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 burr. yeah, <laughs> and then like enunciation when she would pronounce things and dragged it out. It was... Do you know what I hope? I hope that because apparently she's like working on new music. I hope that because obviously she's kind of like free now, essentially. I hope that she kind of shows the world that she can like get rid of that, you know, that baby voice, that nasally voice, and like kind of just come across like give her like a true authentic voice now I hope that I don't know I just feel like she should really rebrand brand herself as a singer if she wants to yeah I mean I just feel like she should just take some time yeah she should take some time <laughs> do you know that video just be free Brittany just take some time if you need a couple more years I don't we'll, we'll, we'll wait you know it's okay just take some time to just soak in the freedom and dance on instagram and stuff yeah their little bralettes and shorts <laughs> bless her she's really living her best life there i have to stand yeah i'm not i'm not mad at it to be honest i'm glad that she's free and she can do what she likes to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. do you see that picture of her and veronica wang not veronica wang what's her name vera vera wang <laughs> i didn't see the picture though no they were together, like, he, she came to her house and they, like, spent the day together and stuff. Oh, really I didn't cute. friends like that. Not, no, me neither, but it was really nice and cute. Oh, that's nice. Free Britney until it's backwards, and now she's free, so... Now she's free, so... God. We rejoice. <laughs> Another unpopular opinion is that, you know, Mr. Yeezy 
Kanye himself is a better rapper than Jay-Z. Um... <laughs> I don't know. What to, I don't know where to start. I'm a bit. Yeah. Like, I actually don't know what to say. Um, I would say that in terms of creativity, Kanye West definitely like pulls the create gets the creative award. Um, in terms of delivery, though, I don't know. Like I'm just thinking about. I personally, I think I like listen to more Kanye than I do like Jay Z generally. So I don't know about better rapper. That's actually a difficult one. But I think Jay Z is more skilled in terms of wordplay and delivery. I'd say, whereas Kanye is like more like creative and like elements he pulls in makes his songs what they are. So I think Jay Z technically a better rapper. So I think I actually disagree with that one. What about you? I think I disagree as well. I think as a like let's say like a hardcore rapper, Jay Z is better, as in mm-hmm. like his 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 um, bars and verses and and his his beats. And, no, no, his beats. his bars and verses are, are way better than Kanye's. But I definitely think Kanye is definitely more creative into production side of things than Jay. Yeah. So if you think if you're talking about specifically rapping, like in general, like then yeah, Jay Z. Uh, if if you're, if you're speaking about like the craft and like music and production and stuff like that, then Kanye's better. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Here, here. Next, Nicki Minaj's music is no longer interesting. You know what? Yeah, I actually agree with this to some like a certain extent, as in. I, uh, do you know what it is? Yeah, I just, I think I've said this before. I, I want Pop Nikki to come back. Oh, um, hell no. <laughs> but not, no, but like, not even like, not even like, what's it called? Starships. Not that. <laughs> Lord, no, not that. But I want her, like, I don't know, just like, I get, I, I do like when Nikki gets raw and like bars and like things. But I think like, because of the last few years, like, that's what she, that's all she's done. So I really, I just really want like a really like big pop chart hit. You know, mm. do you know what I mean? Like Anaconda, like, Something to like take over the charts, basically, and like a fun. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like fun, Nikki. That's what I want. Okay, so you mean like um pop rap, essentially? Yeah, basically like Cardi B. Okay, so like a pop rap song. So not like okay, like Anaconda's a good example of a pop rap song. Cause yeah, Anaconda. It. Yeah, and she's yeah. Because okay. do we have a problem in busting? They're very like they're very rap and very like you know, I don't know. It's just like, can I really get down to that in the club? You know. <laughs> Hello, well, it's like. Yeah, they're great. They're them hype songs though. They're like them ones that you just like do your hands and you be throwing out your gang signs. Like basically, yeah. Well, and I do like them. No, like... Yeah. <laughs> I do like them occasionally, but yeah, it's just I just I want fun, Nikki. I want, you know, what's it called? Like have a mental breakdown, Nikki. And like, do you know, like from Chun Li when she does that um, King Kong, King. Like, do she do she like proper gets weird? That's what I want. animated like with her. Yeah. Okay, I get you. The thing is, I think I agree. I get what you're saying. Um, I don't think she's not her music's not interesting I just think that the demographic of people that might not find it interesting is different so like people she's making music that I don't know if she likes making pop like music anymore it seems like she doesn't because I feel like the songs she's been releasing have been very gritty mm-hmm. drill hard beats so I think she's just gone back to that kind of like crafting so um, I don't think her music's no longer interesting I just think that it's not really appealing to maybe her fans like for example when I went to see her in 2019 I noticed that there was a certain demographic that knew like Itty Bitty Piggy and like specific rap songs. And then there was a certain demographic that like knew like Starships and like Pound Me Alarm and that kind of song. So like I noticed a difference within the crowd, like who was like more responsive to what. So that's the kind of thing when you're an artist like Nicki Minaj, you have so much music and so much, so many fans that you have different demographics to cater for. And so I think 
it's difficult to also always cater to every single song. Yeah. But I think her album will definitely include other songs that are like more like that. Because I think her her first album was perfect to me because it was a blend of exactly yeah it was perfect yeah and yeah. That, that's her thing I think like you said there's like two different demographics and I think she's kind of in the last few years anyway she's kind of alienating alienating one of them so I think she's just make, give it a bit of a mixture you know so hopefully yeah. like new releases kind of do that but yeah if she doesn't enjoy making pop music pop music anymore then that's fair enough but yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she does or not though, but I'm, that's my that's what I thought. But I don't know if that's actually true or not. So I mean, there was there was actually some uh, there's a few pop songs on Queen, so yeah. maybe I think she does like it sometimes. Like there was she like there was Majesty with Labyrinth and Eminem. That was a pop song. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, a bit of a mix. Yeah, but I yeah. I, I think that her album would be more blended because of the song that she's releasing. Like, I don't think she's gonna put bust in the album. I don't think she's gonna put We Go Up on her album now that she's putting them out just because. So maybe we will have. Do we have a problem? I think as the only song that probably will stay on the album out of everything that she's released anyway so far. So, yeah, but hoping for a blend. I get what you mean. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Now this is an opinion that I really don't care about, but I'm gonna say. It. <laughs> Someone said Maroon Five are underrated, and I'm just like, are they? <laughs> They're a bit overrated I- for me. I don't know. Like, I don't think like it depends. I think, I mean, I don't think anyone ever says like, oh, like they're dead or like whatever. But it just depends what kind of crowd you got like roll with. I think they're good like as a group, and obviously Adam Levi and Levi and however you say his name is um a good singer as well. So yeah, I feel like um I like old school Marine Five though because I like old stuff anyway. Like she will be loved, and and this love has taken its soul. Yeah, they, they, they have some good songs actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like anything newer, like moves like Jagger, but I liked um, the one with Cardi B, whatever that song was called. That song was so overplayed, though. It was. I just feel like that's the thing, like they've become the, that group. Like they are not underrated, in fact. Hold on. This is They're def- not underrated at I all. I do not agree with this at all because I'm just thinking of girls like you. Um, what's the song with Christina Aguilera? Um, moves like Jagger. Moves like Jagger, yeah. No, no, no. no. They're, they're not, these people are not underrated, please. No, no. I disagree. Uh, no. no, no, no. They, even, um, they even did the Super Bowl, didn't they? They've done it like a couple of times. I feel like they've done it a couple of times. They did their own show though, yeah. But I know Adam's done like a- Yeah, and Adam is like voice on the coach, and like they're definitely not the coach. He was the coach on the voice. Yeah. <laughs> so like they're definitely not over, um, underrated. I would even say that they're over, not even overrated, but oversaturated. So yeah, they definitely are oversaturated as a group. Like they, when they have a big song, it's like so massive that it's just everywhere that you end up hating after a while. So, yeah, definitely not underrated. I disagree 100%. Yeah. Oh, shizzle. Yep. Next on our list, Fifth Harmony was empty without Camila Cabello, whatever her name is. And I um, strongly disagree. Why do, why do you disagree? Because their self, self-titled album, the last album, without Camila is one of my favourite. I feel like that's the album that I actually started, I delved into quite deeply. So I actually yes. some of the songs that were, yeah. They were pushing her, though, from the beginning to be, like, the main one in the group, though. You could tell from the parts they would give her in the songs, always having her in the middle when they were singing or doing anything. Like, she would always get the, the bridges and the high notes a lot of the time in the live performances and stuff. So yeah. they were pushing her, like, to be the star, essentially. So when she went solo, I wasn't surprised at all. I would say, though, I, I, would, I would say that when she was in the group, because I said this before, harmony was kind of different. The voice between like yeah, who's, yeah. Who's, who's, who's singing what but with Camila you could just definitely tell it was Camila but her mm. voice was the standout in that sense but 
I mean, I, I like to live harmony about her. I think they were cute for. Um, yeah, I think I disagree with that opinion. Yeah, I, I just don't I, like her. <laughs> <laughs> just out and upright with her. Yes, okay. just don't effort for her. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I liked the last album too. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I think it was fine without her. I just feel like there just wasn't much. They did, I don't know the direction they were going in. I think they were planning to break up anyway, so it seemed like everything was just a bit rush rush. Like, let's yeah. just, just start get rid of this last album, last obligation, and let's just all go our separate ways, essentially. So, yeah, she seems like she beat everyone to the punch. Um, a bit like Jesse and Little Mix. So, yeah. But um, I don't, I disagree with that one too. So, yeah. Moving on swiftly, uh, we have should be as big as the main pop girls, and yes, 100% agree. Yeah. Because uh, Tanashi actually is such a hard worker, and like I've, I've followed her for years and years now, and I just feel that she's been labeled drama and everything. Her music is actually such good quality. Like she puts time into her craft. Like I haven't even listened to any of her recent albums, but like they're very good. And she like has, and even like after she um, broke up with her label, she has this specific sound that she's gone down in, and it's like her, it's, it's just really nice. Because she's so happy. In for everyone, because kind of I was in the R and B kind of like pop, pop as well, kind of. But I know it's, I know that sounds not for everyone, but like I think people just need to really respect her craft, and she actually writes some of her songs as well. So it's like she's just such a good hard worker and a songwriter. So I just think that she's very very underrated, and she really should be as big big as the main pop girls because she's had a lot of songs that should have been hits, like All Hands on Deck should have blown up, like. Super Love should have been a bop. I should have been a hit, like the summer hit of whatever year it was released. I think it was twenty seventeen. But yeah, I just feel like my girl Tamasha needs more respect. Respect on her name. Yeah. Um, I like Tamasha, so I think I agree to an extent. Um, I think especially in her early career, I think she definitely put out good quality music, like all the songs you mentioned, Super Love, um. Even like that flame one was okay. Like it wasn't it was like a pop catchy, like it should have been a hit essentially. Um my favorite song I like not my favorite, but one of my favorites is um Play with Chris Brown. I think that's a really good pop song generally. Like it's just it's it just I just it just does what it needs to do as a pop song, I think. Um so I agree, I think she definitely should have but then I think the thing with her is that she when she came in at a time, it was just like I don't know, she came out in an awkward time in music, I think. And um with people like Sierra, like having the same issues and like not, you know, being as popular as like Beyonce and Rihanna, it's just that like, I feel like she suffered similarly to that. Like putting out good music, but then not having the support of the label essentially. And yeah. so it's unfortunate that it kind of like you know. But as you said, I think um, the newest stuff that you sent me it sounds all right. I don't really like R and B alternate alternate alternative R and B like that. But I and the song that what's that one X marks the spot da, 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 that song's in my head a lot. I love that song, yeah. Yeah, so I like I like that song. So I think maybe I do actually like some of the stuff she's released. But even her last album on the label, which was the one with Joyride. Yes, Joyride. That was actually a really good project. It was very good. Yeah, it was very good. Well, very well put together. So All the singles were so good as well. She puts out good music. So I, and she's yeah. consistent. And she can dance as well. And she can yeah. sing. It's just unfortunate that the, the, yeah. you know the way things have turned out for her. But at least as you said, she's happy. She's independent now, so she can do what she likes. And her music quality in the videos are really good. So I'm sure that Monday she might sign a deal with somebody who might put some respect on her and, and give her the promotion and the attention she deserves and needs. So yes, yeah, I agree with that opinion. It is correct. 
for show. Oh, next on the list, um, Lionheart by Demi Lovato is one of the best songs ever recorded. We can swiftly move on because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's one Demi Lovato. Like, really? Sorry, not sorry, it was a bop, sorry. I mean, no, I just feel like the Disney no, girls, no, like, no. just my head is just thinking Camp Rock. I just can't do Can you move, you move past that? Because actually, Demi Lovato actually has some good songs. Like, Skyscraper was a good song. Okay, that's the one that comes to mind when I think of. Like, if, you, if this person said the Skyscraper, like, I might just be like, mm, you know, in terms of, like, pop ballads, like, maybe mm-hmm. people might think that, but not Lionheart. Uh, no, no, no. I, don't, I, dis- I mean, I disagree. So, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, this is, like, one of the most controversial ones on the list, I think. And when I saw it, I only hated. <laughs> so, someone said that Beyonce doesn't have a timeless song yet. And I think she, I think she does. Like, okay, so, okay, then speak first. What do you think? Oh, um, I think that she does. I think, like, Timeless, I think in terms of me personally, the, the song I go back to by Beyonce is Me, Myself and I. And on Twitter, her fans voted that as her best song. So that kind of lines, lines up with what I think, because that's my favourite Beyonce song. And I think that's the song that, I listen to and I never get tired of in terms of like quality I think it's a timeless R&B song so if I'm gonna go back and, or if I have kids I'm like oh I listen to this like do you know about that old school Beyonce that's probably one of the songs I'll play and then maybe Baby Boy as well because that's the one of the songs from her first album that I don't get annoyed by Crazy in Love to me is not something I consider timeless I think it's iconic in what it did for her career but I prefer I prefer Baby Boy and me myself and I personally but what are you saying? I think Crazy in Love is timeless because every time I hear that in the club, it, whenever that plays on in the club, yeah, the club goes off, like off. When I say off, off, like I think timeless songs because and by that is her debut as well. And like as we said before, Rihanna on the replay, she plays that plays that song to us. But like mm. even on her, in Beyonce's concerts, when she does, the crowd goes wild. Like that's like one of her most iconic songs, I think. So um, I definitely think that's timeless. I think most of like most of her album she has timeless songs in there me myself and i is one of my favorite Beyonce songs as well um baby boy as well literally i can i can never get tired of that and i de- I, I would say that her um i am such a fierce album that's not timeless because i just feel like those songs are just annoying now no one really goes back to them i don't think like if yeah. i boys not the, not the fast ones anyway yeah but, yeah but like even her second album they have some timeless songs in there like um what's it called uh actually no i wouldn't say deja vu is timeless irreplaceable Definitely, because I can always go back to that. Yeah, I think, so basically, what we both basically said is that, yes, she does have timeless songs. She we does. Might in which songs specifically, but we do think she does have timeless songs. She definitely does. Because if someone like Rihanna or, like, Sierra have timeless songs, that's, that, that's how they brood. But, like, if they, everyone has a timeless song. They know, do, like, yeah. But, yeah, if, like, they do. I think Rihanna's like, timeless song is Diamonds. Because a lot of people, like, love that song. I mean... It's one of her popular, most popular songs, isn't it? So I guess it's not. It's not like I'm not saying that it's something that we go back to, but I'm saying in general, general, that is a song that people always say. Like even her, even she said herself that that's one of her biggest or her proudest achievements. So yeah, she said she said that and need 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 needed me needed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I see that. I do see that. I think that's like the a good ender to a concert as well. Mm -hmm. I think therefore that can end on diamonds. Um, Yeah, I agree. So. Yep. 
Um, next opinion, another R&B girl, was that Ashanti cannot adapt. So I guess they're saying that Ashanti's not good at adapting her sound and changing it up to fit in with the times. And I think that I agree in a weird way because I feel like Ashanti makes R&B music and that's that, like, you know, full stop. But I feel like she hasn't needed to adapt because she's made current every year because at least one person samples one of her songs. So although she's not intentionally adapting, her music has been adapted into new genres and into new songs. So she'll always be relevant, essentially. So I agree, but then I also like to say no, she doesn't have to really because the songs that she made are such timeless classics that people are always going to flip them and remake them and add them on. And she's always featured on these songs again. And so, yeah, what do you think, man? I agree that she hasn't really been able to adapt since her early noughties days because some of her new music um, they're, they're, like her new music is all right but it's like it doesn't has that it doesn't have that same flair that it mm. did and i guess yeah i, I agree that fact that she she um no it's because it's when it, her new songs basically they just don't i feel like they don't get into the time so i guess whoever said that she can't that is kind of right yeah uh, but like you said i don't think she needs to because obviously that whole period of her album and her and no the first album literally was her like shining light and i feel like it's just all carry on like if you can time the songs those are songs to me like all of her her singles and stuff i don't feel like she, she can just live off like, like you said, and my friend said as well, you, went, you guys went to her concert. And I think, because my friend said that she, he didn't really have um, bigger. But then, like, when he was actually there, he was like, no, this girl actually has, like, hit after hit after hit. Like, so I think that from her early noughties days, she can just live. She needs to adapt, but I do agree with the fact that she, she kind of struggled to adapt to the new times. Yeah, it's true, because she definitely peaked. Like, she was in around the 2000s. And then I think when we got to like after two thousand and like seven or eight, I think that's when like her popularity kind of declined a bit more. So yeah, but as you said, yeah, the first like albums and the collaboration solidified her in like the in time, and she's gonna be getting a um, what's it called, the Hollywood Star of Fame, Hollywood. Yeah, the Star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> but, like, wasn't correct, but yeah. So she's doing big things, and yeah, the concert was really good. I'm gonna see her again because why not? Yeah, so. I need to go and see her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, so the next one is lyrics are overrated, and I don't really understand what that means. So I think what this person was basically saying is that like the concept, lyrical content in the song is overrated. That like, you can have a good song that people like with crap lyrics. And, oh yeah, okay. yeah. So I think I agree because I think like there's loads of songs that if you think about it, like have like don't really make sense. Like Fifi by Akashi Six Nine and Nicki Minaj. Like he, I don't know what he was saying. He even said he was chatting rubbish as well, but like it's really catchy, and I'm just like, like I'm rapping along as well. Like it doesn't make sense. So I think that's true. I don't think the lyrics entirely are always like important. I think as long as you have a good catchy hook, especially now, like TikTok generation, come on, yeah, definitely agree with that one. What are you saying? I agree as well. There's there's some people who listen to music for the lyrics. Yeah, and there's some people who listen listen to it just for the beat or like the the hook and the catchiness and stuff and i definitely think you can have a good song and you don't even have to some of the songs that i really like and some of the songs that i really like vibe to like i don't even i don't even know what they're saying i don't even know what the lyrics are until i look look them up online 
to see if it's like um and then i'm like oh yeah it's actually really like in depth or whatever but then it's like yeah that's not what i'm kind of listening to when i listen to a song unless it's like a ballad or something or yeah a, a certain like emotion that you're trying to like i don't know you convey yeah but yeah. um yeah in general yeah I, I agree i think lyrics are over have a catchy pop or r&b or whatever generous song without even you can just say rubbish you can just be like oh the book is on the table but as long as it's in the catch <laughs> as long as it's a catchy tune <laughs> the book is on the table <laughs> so this is a catchy tune then you're all right but yeah, yeah i agree i agree 100 percent. next opinion summer walker's music ain't all that <laughs> this person can go to hell <laughs> <laughs> We feel personally attacked as big Summer Walker fans, and we are taking this very personally. So, yeah. I don't think her music is... is Oh, my God. Do you know what? I feel like some people just say things just to be controversial sometimes. Like, do you actually believe that her music is not all that? Like, You know what, though? As, a, as much as I love her, I, when I was speaking about this to, to the person, I think, that sent it to me, I think I was, I was... Yeah, I was. Yeah, we were talking, and I think what they were trying to say is basically that she's like her music is one-dimensional like there's not much range in terms of like what she's doing vocally and that kind of thing and I understand what they're saying because I think she just sings and then it just comes out but she's got a nice tone so I think that's her thing is like the tone like you know we don't go to like some walk and be like oh yeah she's got a whistle register or she's like hit that high note or like there was this high long pause in the bridge or what you know what I mean like we don't say none of that but we just like we like the content of the songs we like the way she's um conveyed the emotion in the song so that's what her thing is but then I feel like there's a lot of the singers now like R&B singers and stuff all are like that in terms of like like I was talking about Snow Allegra as well I was like if you're gonna cuss them all I was like well you gotta cuss Snow, Snow Allegra and like all of the rest of them because they all have these songs that are like kind of airy fairy I'm gonna throw in Jenny Aiko there too I'm sorry they're very airy fairy songs that just kind of go nowhere and like there's no like any there's no like peak of the song it's just like all one level of just floaty airy fairiness yeah, I, I, do, I do get what you're saying. Too. Yeah, and I do get because she's very like yeah. Actually, you put it, you literally hit the nail on the head. Like she does actually just sing, and because she has a nice tone, it kind of comes across. And because I like her, I like her voice and I like her tone. Yeah. That's what I like about her. But I guess, yeah. I mean, I, it pains me to say, but maybe I agree a tiny little bit. Yeah, I think I don't like because I feel like. Not that what you're saying is true though as well because we do we both like her we're both actually very big fans of her but it's like I'm thinking yeah you know what people like hype it up a lot and I think it's just because it's relatable content like the music is like the lyrics are personal and it's experiences that a lot of people have and she's got a really nice tone and voice and sometimes as you said we don't have to like you don't have to be extra like with the singing like sometimes it's too much riffs and runs and too many whistles and everything sometimes you just want like someone to just sing something at you. And it to just be simple. And I think that's what works for her as well. So we don't want her to be like everybody else doing all the, too much as well. So I guess her music is, is good for the demographic. I yeah. guess. I don't, mean, yeah. I don't really know if I agree. I think I get what they're saying. So I'm going to disagree, though, just because I feel like we like it. So, yeah. Exactly. We like it. So, like, strongly. Not, not Okay, I'm not strongly disagree. Disagree, for sure. Yeah, basically. Okay, so the next one we have is No One Can Sample Music Like Kanye West. I feel like that's a very bold statement. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of songs that have been sampled that I really like from other people. So I don't think... I I think he can can do it very well, but I I wouldn't say that he's, like, the best. 
Yeah, I agree. I think he samples music very well, but I wouldn't say he's the best. But I'm, I think, I guess, but then I'm thinking I just said that, but then I think he's sampled, well, I don't even remember right now the sample he used in Good Life, and it was like from Michael Jackson's PYT, and it was very, um, like, I didn't even know it was from PYT until like the other day, and that's like really weird. But when I looked, listened back, I was like, oh yeah, I can hear it now. Um, but he does, he samples in a way that usually that is really innovative, so you can't really tell what song he's used, pulled from, except for like um, Through the Fight, Through the Wire, sorry, which was clearly Shaka Khan singing. Um, yeah, so I, mm, I get you. I disagree as well, I guess. Like, he does sample well, but maybe not the best. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, mm. it's a very bold statement. So, bold. Big Kanye. <laughs> Speaking of Michael Jackson, the next one on the list is. Michael Jackson didn't do it. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good Lord. You know what, though? This is not the first time I've heard this opinion, and I feel like a lot of people feel like this. Um, Me, I'm one of them. I, I, I agree with that. I definitely don't think he did it. So I didn't even know you did. I didn't even know you thought you felt like that. No, 100%. I'm a big big Michael Jackson fan and I really really highly doubt like to the heavens and ab- above I can say I do not think he did whatever they accused him of um at all I feel like they definitely were just trying to bring it just I feel like he put himself in a predicament that was awkward because I think he definitely like had a tough childhood as we know from the Janet documentary and I think he wanted to like give back to children who maybe were disadvantaged and so he would like be nice to them and like you know, da, 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 da. and obviously he's a man, so like having children in your bed, whatever, it's just gonna look somehow anyway. You know what I mean? And then that's what they've used against him. Like, oh, he was having issues with like labels and music and reps and stuff, so they were like throwing these allegations out. And I think it was just to tarnish his reputation. But they never found anything to be true. A lot of the people that did accuse him of stuff were found to be lying and putting the children up to it. So um, I don't think he did it honestly. So what did you think about the whole MJ thing though, regarding the whole kid thing? I do think some of the things that that he was found, um, I guess, let's say, quote unquote, guilty of, were a bit weird. Like obviously, like the children in the bed and stuff. But yeah. I definitely think he just really loved kids, and not in that way, but like loved like childhood. You know, like because obviously he didn't have a childhood, like you said. So I think he was just like I don't know, he just loved being around kids. I think so. I think that everything that he was accused of was definitely bro- blown up was such a let's say that he was like kind of like a strange guy like not conventional basically so i think yeah. against him because he was like very spoken and very i don't know he was just very he was very childlike actually let's, that's like the perfect word to say and obviously that's the private childhood so i definitely think some kind of and i mean i don't know i, I don't know if i could say that like, I, I love to hope to believe that he isn't guilty, but then I just, like, we'll just never know, you know? It's just one of those cases where it's just going to be a forever, like, ongoing thing of, like, did he or didn't he, did he or didn't he, you know? So, yeah. The thing is, as well, I would say that I think that if he was a woman, it wouldn't be have perceived as badly as because he's a guy. So, because I think a lot of things that women can do, um, men can't do. Like, for example, if a woman wants to go to work in like a nursery of children, it's fine. It's like, it's just with normal. I feel like most women tend to anyway. But then if a guy like really wants to work in the nursery, I feel like people look at him like, 
huh <laughs> why do you want to work with children and then, like, all the thoughts come because even like i was watching an interview with like um some comedian called lunel lunel and she was talking to interviewing kelly price and was speaking about michael jackson and then she was like oh like that's how she used to be when she was like a bit younger she would like have her friend's kids over and they would all be in the bed like eating snacks and watching tv but obviously she's a woman so it's just like it's mothering when you do it as a woman but if you do it as a guy you're a widow so yeah there's an episode of friends where um Ross and Rachel get a nanny or they're like interviewing for nannies mm. and interview like a lot of people <clears throat> and they, they're not really a good fit and then like a, a man nanny comes along mm. and he's like perfect like he fits the job description and stuff whatever so they get, offer him the job but then like throughout the whole episode Ross is finding it difficult because he's a man and like oh it's weird you're like, mm. doing this weird and blah, blah blah so like that's like a good example of like but that was back then in the 90s but even now I think like jobs like that like nannies or anything to do with kids men are kind of seen it's kind of seen as like a, a weird thing it's a weird concept to even now like some people like even um baby fathers like it's still it they're still called like it's still come what's the word it's still phrased like oh you're gonna babysit but it's like babysitting your own kid mm. you know what i mean it's just like anything to do with kids is just weird for men so yeah, I guess everything that he was, let's say, accused of was, I think, normal, but just not normal in the eyes of society, basically. Basically, yeah, not a societal norm or social norm. I agree. So, yeah. Um, so, the next... <laughs> next controversial uh, figure, let's say, is R. Kelly has bangers, and we can't just, like, dismiss the catalogue just because of his... I don't know, his, what do you even call it? His wrongdoings, I, uh, I guess. Um, a lot of babies were made to him, you know, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that is true. I'm sure that is the case. <laughs> but, um, so, oh my God. So this is, hard, this is so hard because I have to admit that R. Kelly is behind some of the most like iconic, songs and some of my favorite songs of all time to be honest and he like he, you can't deny his talent and he, he was like in his prime he really did give us a big lot like ex- uh, what's it called exhaustive catalog of, of ver- very good music so like the fact that i don't know it's kind of like we have to, i guess we have to cancel him because what he did was very wrong and very like disgusting and i i hate i hate it because I, I watched the surviving r kelly documentary and that really changed mm. my view of him a lot mm-hmm. so in in like for me personally i have cancelled him and i don't actually listen to his songs anymore and which is a shame because i did like a lot of his songs there's actually one of like he, he was featuring on a carrie hilson song that i just loved and that was like my favorite song ever Num- number Wait, number one okay yeah and i can't listen to that anymore because of him so it's me personally i have cancelled yeah, it was such a bot. But anyway, me personally, yeah, I have cancelled him. I have joined the cancel train. I don't really join the cancel train that much, but because of what he did was so like major and stuff, and because I think I'm so I was I'm a, an Aaliyah fan, and after watching the doc- documentary and everything that he did with Aaliyah and all that, the whole story of Aaliyah and stuff kind of just upset me. So, and that's why I can't listen to her first album because I know that he produced most of it. Um, and even that it's called AJ Nothing But Number is very controversial as well. So like stuff like that just kind of puts me off it a little bit. But I mean, I do have to agree. I do have to agree, even though m- me personally, I don't listen to his music anymore. I do have to agree that I guess you can't really throw away his talent or throw away his catalogue 
yeah. like you said to me before we have to kind of like separate the the music to the the person basically yeah i agree it's, it's a bit of a weird one like because in comparison to michael jackson this guy is guilty as hell like he did it all <laughs> yeah. everything that they he said he did he did it 100 mm-hmm. percent like with several and multiple people even so like there's no doubt about that i can't even dispute it and i will not defend it because i don't agree with it 100 percent. but the music is different but then weirdly on my phone i feel like when it plays music it doesn't like specifically i don't remember like it's shuffling on arcade but i heard there's a setting on spotify and you can mute specific artists yeah you can and, yeah i don't even know that but the, the thing is like it doesn't really play on my phone anyway so i don't know if it's just because it's him and like they've stopped it from muting unless you have to selectively like actively select his songs to play i don't know maybe they did or didn't but um he wrote a lot of songs, and I just feel like it would be a lot of songs that I'd probably have to go and cut out of my discography. So, like, when I listen to, like, um, Aaliyah's first album, obviously I'm thinking more so about her singing, not his nonsense. Or sometimes he's in the background of the song talking or saying something, so fair enough. And then, like, he wrote some songs for, like, he's collaborated with a lot of artists. And, like, he's got so many songs with the Isley Brothers, Mr. Biggs, um, you know what I mean? So I'm just, and some of those songs, like, busted like some of my favorite songs and he's produced and he's done a lot of work so it's difficult for me personally to cut him out completely but um i understand why people want to cancel him because obviously it's like he's disgusting and stuff but yeah uh, it's just a it's a bit of a weird one and when we were in school we always used to sing um what's bump and grind bump and grind yeah bump and grind we used to sing all the time so it's just so weird how like things have turned because obviously he was doing that, that stuff back then when we were like when, when we were minors so it's like he's only getting prosecuted for it now when my adults i'm like dang he got away with it for a long time but yeah um he does have bangers i would say that i agree with that part of things in terms of whether you would want to throw his, his catalog or not that's up to you personally y'all <laughs> yeah i think yeah it's a good point like it's up to you yeah to him, then it's fine you know just it's, it's up to you basically yeah just, you make the decision <laughs> That's it, up to you. I'm not going to tell you whether you should listen to him or not. It's up to you. You're all adults here, all grown people. Here. Literally. Do what you want. Um, Next opinion on the list. Hold up, shoddy. Hold up, bitch. Um, Nicki Minaj is overhyped. I don't agree. I think that I love Nicki Minaj, as you know. I speak of her every week that I can, because why not? Um, <laughs> I feel like I mentioned her every episode at least once. So the fact that she's on this. <laughs> <That's true>. like, <laughs> you love her. <laughs> I, love, I definitely love her so much. I can just admit, I can openly admit I love Nicki Minaj. I, I do, 100%. Um, she's not overhyped. I think she's very talented. I think she's versatile. I think she opened doors for a lot of females in terms of the pop, the pop rap stuff that we are seeing like Dojo and them doing now, she started that. The dancing as a rapper, she started, like, she might not be the best dancer, but she was doing choreography from Super Bass. So now the girls, it's the standard for a female rapper to be, to be dancing, to, you know, to look good, to, to, you know what I mean? There's certain things that I think that Nicki Minaj, like, really helps cultivate in terms of rap music and female rappers. Missy Edit did dance as well, so let me not discredit her too. Um, as well but yeah um, I think she's definitely like brought in she brought in a new wave and there's lots of things that people are doing now that she started and she helped to bring forward so she's not overhyped I disagree with that 100% what about you? If anything I think ever since the Queen era or 2018 she's been underhyped yeah um, her, kind of, her name has kind of been tarnished since then because obviously the Queen era was controversial controversy the whole Queen Radio thing and, and, and you know she jumps in stuff that's not really a business sometimes so I think in general since like even before her name is under it I don't I don't agree with that at all I don't think she's overhyped 
I think yeah, I, I think she's she should be hyped a bit more to be honest. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Put some more respect on Nikki's name. Definitely. With a capital K. Agree. Um next opinion. R and B mumble singers need to exit stage left. I agree. I am tired of the mumbling. I think that we need I'm happy that we're ushering in a new generation of people who can sing. I'm enjoying the lucky days and I'm enjoying the money loans and I'm enjoying the whoever else is new and I like. I can't remember anyone's name right now, but yes, I enjoy those people. And it's funny because they are actually older. Like Lucky Day is like 35 or 36 and Money Long is 33, 34. So like, it's funny that like, the new generation consists of like people who are in their 30s conventionally would be considered like old in the industry. So I appreciate the fact that they are branching through. And yes, I like authentic R&B. I like... The, the least amount of you know editing to the vocals as possible um yeah so i don't like mumble r&b i'm not a fan what, what are you saying but when we say m- mumble r&b like who is an example um i'm gonna just say this name because this is what i think the person was getting at when they said this um i think she meant like people like scissor um huh? who <laughs> have like a specific way of like enunciating their words and sometimes you know like how like Travis Scott has that like r- mumble like autotune rap thing going on like sometimes SZA has a bit of like an automated like way to her voice so I think that's what that's the example that came to mind when I thought when they said it to me anyway and I was like oh okay yeah um so yeah but I like SZA <laughs> So, the door is over there. He ever said that can go through the door <laughs> because <laughs> I don't. I don't think she's a mumble or everything. Oh, I don't agree with that. I don't like not even one fiber in my body. Not even one bone. Not one bone. Not even the bone in my little finger. Like I, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> so you said the other day when when we were talking about this. <clears throat> You said um, party, party next door, which that's that I would agree with. Oh yeah, he came to mind as well. To be fair, yeah, he definitely came to mind. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he adds anything to to. Like, I think he's good. One of the people that is good as like a writer and producer. Just do your thing and the behind the scenes, write songs for Rihanna and let her do them really well. But just it's okay. He has some good songs though. Like his last album, I like a few songs, but like yeah, like you said, he doesn't really add much. To yeah. the industry in general, so yeah. But I says I do not agree with that. I'm I'm, I'm so mad about that. Oh my god. <laughs> god. Um. But anyway, moving on to <laughs> similarly, some people think that the new singers. I guess they mean like I don't know who's a new singer. So this was this was directed at Scissor. Sorry, not like the other oh one. the other one. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, someone said that new singers can't hold a note outside of the studio. Which I mean, I don't know who they're talking about, but from Scissor. <laughs> do you agree, though? Generally speaking, do you think that the new age of like singers can sing outside of the studio? So, like, let's say like Simon Walker, Kehlani, um, Lucky Day. Like, people I'm saying can sing outside of the studio. To be honest, so yeah, Simon Walker can definitely, and Kalani can too. Yeah, um, but I will. Okay, I'm trying to think of. I don't think okay. I I think I agree in the fact that like they can hold a note outside the studio, but I wouldn't say like they're the most. I don't know like 
acrobatic singer singers ever you know like they can hold a hold a tune on the stage but it's like you're not gonna go to the concert and be like oh my god wow like her voice was amazing do you know what i mean like yeah so i guess in that sense if that if that's where they're coming from i agree with that but um i can't really think of any singers who's come out in the last few years who i think can't sing outside of the studio i think scissor was having vocal issues at one point um i think that was because of something to do with her actual throat and vocal nodes or something so there was a couple of live performances that sounded a bit like off but when i saw her like in concert a couple of years ago she actually sounded good so i didn't really see what people were saying to be honest with you but um yeah i think this was this was in reference to scissor like not being able to sing like live in comparison but i think she actually does carry her own she holds her own well on stage i think personally so yeah i think so i think i think, yep. I, I think maybe if they're coming from the sense of um like out of the last decade or so there hasn't really been apart from jesse jenner say there hasn't really been really like massive vocalists to come out yeah like, as I mean, in like mm. proper singers so that's why i think if they're coming from that angle then i then i agree because like i can't really think of anyone who's like got an amazing amazing voice who's come out in the last like 10 years uh, what about Ariana though? You like her? Oh yeah, Ariana. Okay, yeah, she's she's the goat. Obviously, her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the last couple of years, like like the last two or three, like in terms of new new like, oh my god, the voice is crazy or his voice is mad. Yeah, I get, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, I've heard more so recently. Yeah, for real. Um, next unpopular opinion: Afrobeats over Bashment. Do you agree? I agree, one hundred percent. You know, what? I used to, I actually used to listen to a little bit of Bashment back in the day, but like, like I, I don't really, I don't really like it anymore. It's just very like, uh, I don't know, like it's just it's very, it's just very, what's it called? Aggressive, aggressive and sexual, like pundit cocky pundit floor. I feel like Afrobeats have has a bit more substance to it. Yeah, and a lot more like the lyrical content and just the, the song in general is very, it's like very, it's got substance, but like. Bashment sometimes it's just very I don't know it's just loud in my ears. <laughs> I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah, I agree too. I can't lie, I agree. I think that um, yeah, Afrobeats as you said, the lyrical content is there's more like opportunity for it to be more diverse in terms of content. So you can have a song about sex, you can have a song about like love, about relationships, about anything really, um, literally. Whereas I feel like the content of most Bashment songs is about something sexual. Um, yeah, I mean I like. People like Bashment for parties and stuff and whatever. So, it, you know, it has its own time in most, like, urban events. So, yeah, but I'm definitely, like, Team Afrobeats. And I don't even like Afrobeats like that myself as a Nigerian person. So that says a lot. But I'm definitely Team Afrobeats over Bashment. Especially, like, the, especially the new Afrobeats as well, because they're very, they, they, they're, like, what's it called? They're, they're crossing into the mainstream, which I like. Yeah. So, yeah. But- Bashment definitely had its time because I remember like back in the days, like in school times and stuff, right? Like that's when Bashment was popping. Yeah. But like I feel like it's kind of dipped recently and yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Because I feel like it's true. Even like dancehall music, oh, I guess dancehall's a bit different. It's like more like Beanie Man makes some dancehall songs. So like, and Sean Paul. Um, but yeah, I said like, I would say like Caribbean music and dancehall had its like time early 2000s and there was a lot of like collaborations with people like Baby Sham and Sean Paul, Collie Buds and Beanie Man and the, um, Damien Marley and things so yeah like there was those times for like that specific genre and then Bashment obviously as you said like Mad Cartel's popping off when we were in school and stuff but I feel like now is the time for Afrobeats like it's, it's mainstream now it's charting on people's top 40s top 100s so it's like it's the time you know yeah the time is now now is it the time. is <laughs> so 
I'm a bit pressed about this one. And we've discussed them earlier. Someone said that Norman, Norman, Normani, <laughs> Normani should both find another career. And I really don't agree with that because I think they're so talented as singers and songwriters and musicians. Like, and this is this goes back. To, I know we've dragged them before, but this goes back to the point where I feel like people people dismiss artists if they don't see like a, a hit. Like if if it if it didn't chart, I don't know, like in the top twenty or something, people automatically think that they're they're, they're, they're shit musicians, which is not the case. This is this is like. Um, the case with Ari Lennox as well. People think that she's a shit musician just because she hasn't had a, had a hit on the charts, yeah? But, like, if you listen to her catalogue, her catalogue is, is amazing. Like, she's an amazing artist. Like, a BMO, like, all her up late, like, all her songs, Pressure, like, they're, they're very, very good songs, and she's a very good musician. She can sing, and, like, like her craft is very, like... She's, she's, is, she's a good musician, basically. Yeah. So I feel like when people don't see a hit, like, it has to be, like, this massive hit... And that's when they like acknowledge them as artists. So I don't agree with that at all. And it really annoys me when people do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that they both independently have good music. They are both very talented. They are both good dancers as well. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was just thinking in my head just now. Like I wouldn't mind like if they were in a group. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing Kalani at the start of group, like Kalani, Nomani, and Tanashi. Like I wouldn't be mad at it. I'm not gonna lie. They've all got like three syllables to their names as well. Like what would they call themselves? K T N N K K N T almost like K M T K T N actually but I like K T N but I can't imagine them but wanted to do that. But I feel like it would be a good group because it would bring something different. Because then you got Nomani's the like, you know, the well, I would say Urban Flair, but then I guess me stereotyping her because she's dark skinned, so no. Um so Tanache is the I don't know what they would be like in the group to be honest with you. They can all dance to it. Yeah, but no, they don't need to find other careers. What else would they be doing? They make good music independently. So I disagree with that too. Yeah. Strong. Here, here. Um, somebody's... <laughs> I didn't post this one, but some on Instagram. Someone said Beyonce still songwriting credits. <laughs> oh my god. We are in the age of suing, child. <laughs> Mate, I don't please I don't think it's good to speak badly about Beyonce. I don't think she does that though, person speaking. Um that was funny to look at though. But I think what I just remember is that when she um she was I think it was Bootylicious, there was like a particular part of the song on like an instrumental riff or something. And then they asked her who came up with that part of the song and she said it was her. And then the person who actually did was like, No, it was me. And then that's what people started saying, Oh, she steals ideas and she steals credit for things that she didn't do. And then people started saying she like changes one word in a song and then um she'll say that she wrote yeah, and I was like, to be fair, if you do change a couple of words in a song, you will be credited as a songwriter because you have changed and contributed to the song. So, yeah, I don't think she's still songwriting credit, so because otherwise she would have been sued. <laughs> I just think that we're living in Beyonce's world and we should just shut our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. When it comes to Beyonce, like, she can almost do no wrong, essentially, I feel like. But it's because she's worked so hard and she's crafted like a lane for herself that is just you know so like when you work so hard you can't really disrespect somebody like that I don't think especially with like silly trivial like things so yeah yeah exactly I agree so the girls are saying that Chris Brown should not be compared to the Michael Jackson um why (laughs) I mean no he said in the past, actually, like many times that Michael Jackson was his influence. Like, 
it uh, choreography wise you can even see in his choreography even to this day like he incorporates michael jackson's moves and stuff so he's definitely a big influence in his career and things but really different yeah i think they're completely different yeah no you're, yeah you're right no they're different i think um as you said, there's an influence there, but like it's like with anyone that comes out, you're gonna get compared to somebody. Like any singer, like I feel like Sierra came out and then people were like, Oh, she's like Aaliyah, or she's like Janet Jackson, da, 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 da. she sings and she dances. Especially if you dance really well, and I think that's what it is because he's a he was a singer who can dance really, really well. And so he instantly will get a comparison to Michael Jackson, who is also like the the singer who danced very, very well. But in terms of like influence, um I think the only song I think of that reminds me of like Michael Jackson in any sort of way and stylization is like Fine China. And that's it. Yeah, I love that song. But yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it for me. But I understand the comparisons. Um, I don't think anyone's saying he'll be the next Michael Jackson, because obviously that's not a thing. Like Beyonce's not gonna be the next people say that Beyonce and Michael Jackson, they compare them to I just everyone's their own individual at the end of the day, so like you can't really be holding people to these standards. They are the best that they can be for themselves. They're not the next, this person or that person. So, yeah. But um, I see why people compare Chris Brown to Michael Jackson. But as you said, the music is different. The content's different. It's just all different era, different vibe, different genres, essentially. So, yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. Yes. So, I, I think I, does that mean that we agree? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure? Yeah. So, yeah. We agree then. Yeah. yeah we agree. We agreed, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. We agreed with that one. Yeah. Um, the next one on the list. <laughs> People are trying to get you triggered. Um, they said that Rihanna can't sing. Triggered when I see your face. Triggered. I. Okay. Okay, let me be honest. Like, I'm. Okay, so I'm a Rihanna, Rihanna stan, but I'm not one of those stands who can't. You're not delusional. I, no, I can't. I'm not a stand who can't see when my, my fave does wrong. Mm. Which well, I don't understand about these stands. But anyway, I agree from. I don't know, from like 2005 to 2010, Rihanna was not the best singer. Like, mm. it hold a tune, like she, was be- she was basically a recording artist, a, rec- a studio artist, basically. Mm. But I definitely think from 2010 onwards, her voice has got so much better. Like, if you watch her f- live performances from 2010 onwards, like even from the last few years or whatever, when she was actually performing still, her voice has got so much stronger. Like, she definitely, like, even because I remember um, on the Loud album, she was saying that, because to record only a girl in the world, like she got she got vocal training and like she like practiced so so hard for that whole album, and you can really tell the difference. Like her voice has got so much stronger from then. So mm-hmm. I do agree that when she came out, she was not the best singer, and I do agree that she couldn't. She you we wouldn't regard her as like a singer basically. So I agree with that, but I do agree. I think she can sing though. I think she could, she could always sing. I just think that when she came out, she just needed training, vocal training. Yeah. I agree. She she can yeah, she could always sing. Like, I'll never like dispute that. And obviously everyone has their moments in it where just like you know, might sing and it's a pitchy and stuff, whatever cool. But yeah, she's always she's got a nice distinctive tone and her voice has definitely improved in terms of like her range. As you said from two thousand and ten when she got her vocal coat, you can really hear it on California King Bird and Only Girl in the World from that album. And like as you what she went on from that to Diamonds and stuff, you can hear like the power in her voice and um What's the other song that I like on the 2016 album on Anti? Um, Love on the Brain. Love on the Brain, there we go. Yeah, that mm-hmm. song as well. Like, you can just tell that she's definitely, like, really matured as an artist. And so, yeah, Rihanna can sing. So I disagree. I don't think Rihanna can. Yeah. 
And I definitely think I would 100% uh, like agree with the fact that she has one of the most like distinctive tones in the, in the industry. Like she's one, she's got one of those voices where you just know it's Rihanna straight away, even from the beginning. Like she hasn't got a voice like anyone else in that sense. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's which is one of her like key features, definitely. Like, her yeah. tone and distinctiveness of it. I agree. I agree. Um, so someone said that Elton John still standing is one of the greatest songs of all time. And me personally, I haven't heard that song. Maybe I have, but I don't you know. Definitely what... have. It's that one that goes, I'm still standing. Oh yeah, okay, I have heard it. Yeah. So I mean, I would agree that Elton John has done a lot for music and he is definitely one of the best um, contributors to music of all time. I wouldn't say that I'm an Elton John fan, apart from The Lion King, maybe. Because <laughs> um, I like his, I like the songs from The Lion King. That and, way. And I do agree that he has contributed a lot to music. Um, but for me personally, he's not... I mean, it's just that's probably it's just way past my era. It's way past, I don't know, it was just past when I was born, and I, I, just, I haven't really, you know, delved into him like that. So yeah, I don't know. He's yeah. a gay icon. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a nice way of saying no, basically. But yeah, that song is um, it's a popular song. I think the only songs I know by him are that song, Candle in the Wind, and I think Circle of Life from The Lion King. I was going to say, I think Circle of Life is better than that Still Standing song. That's what I was <laughs> thinking. I think Circle of Life is definitely more up there as it could be a contender for one of the greatest. Like, it can, it actually can. Yeah. Even soundtrack songs, I think it would be up yeah. there. I think that's definitely one of my like favourite like ballad songs to kind of go to. And I've we spoke one time, we were talking about ballads and Mel's not really having ballads, but that's technically a ballad, I guess. So, yeah, by a guy as well. So... Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, d- I disagree. I don't think it's one of the greatest songs. I think Circle of Life would be a better contender as well. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Moving on up, um, the next one on our list is that artists should or need to let go of auto tune. That they need to let auto tune go. Agree. I think that um, I disagree with the opinion because I think that um, it works for some people. So like T Pain used it well, and I think some people would use it well. Um, I don't really know though, like who else besides him, but a lot of people like it does a little something to your voice in it. So depending on what you're going for in a song, it could work for you. So as you said, Tom Walker used it quite a lot on some, for some effects on her over album, but um, still over it. Sorry, um, yeah. So I think that it just depends because a lot of people use it for different reasons. I think not every single song you can you should be using auto tune for, but if you want to have a go for a specific kind of sound effect then yes so i disagree with that opinion yeah and i think if you're if you want people to like respect your you as a you as a singer like an authentic singer then auto-tune is probably not the way to go but i feel like in a few songs it's fine you know if if, if it suits the song like because sometimes auto-tune suits the song like it makes it a bit more lively a bit more like i don't know gives it a bit of oomph so if it's that if it's going down that road then yeah i don't mind it yeah, just one more point. I think what you said as well, I mean, so that's me. Yeah, I think it's difficult to separate yourself from it after. So, like, T-Pen has had a difficulty, like, being taken seriously as a good singer because everyone's used to him singing auto-tune. But as you said, it, it obviously benefited him because he had a sound with it and it worked for him. But then after that, now it's like, oh, you're singing without auto-tune. Whoa, you sound weird and different. You know what I mean? So, like, people are like, oh, he can't sing. He can sing. And it's just like... Mm. It's difficult for people to respect him now because of the auto tune thing. So yeah, you're right. Definitely. Yeah, did you watch that documentary? This is pop. 
on yeah. FIFA. Yeah, that watched that too. And he was talking about it then. Yeah. He spoke about like Usher as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit, yeah. I recommend that documentary, by the way, if anyone wants to watch it. It's really good. Yeah, music documentaries are coming back in like full force. Like, I'm really enjoying like the new, like the rotation. We had the Janet one, we had that one. Mm-hmm. We had the um, Kanye one on Netflix. Like, and then the one... Megan one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the This Is Pop one had an episode about um, Boys to Men, which I just loved the episode because uh, I, I, it gave me facts that I didn't know. Mm. So, yeah, I really liked it. So, yeah, just check it out if you guys have a chance. Um, but lastly, so we have Miss Beyonce, who's come up like so many times in this damn list. So I guess <laughs> people have a lot of opinions about the Queen, the Queen Bee. <laughs> people, people are saying that, I think it was, I guess it was after her um, Grammy's performance of, uh, not Grammy, sorry, Oscar's performance of Be Alive. People are saying that maybe that like, this should be like the end of her career and she should end it on a high. And I think that, okay, in regards to that Oscar's performance, did you watch it? Yeah, I did, yeah. I do think that uh, we, when I was watching it, I was, I was literally thinking in my head, we've seen this before. This is what you were doing since 2016. Like you have this whole, this whole like look and this whole aesthetic that you, you're continuing. And it's been like how many, it's like five years now, six years, five years. Um, and it's kind of just, it's kind of come across as a bit boring now, as a bit samey. And I was saying to my friend the other day that I want, I kind of want pop Beyonce to come back. She has, she's been giving us these like concept albums since um, Beyonce, like the self-titled album. And I feel like I just want fun, I want a fun album from Beyonce rather than just a whole concept album. Because yeah. it's becoming a bit boring now. So I don't, I don't agree that she should end her career. I, just, I think that she should go back into the realm maybe of like, I don't know, like I Am Such a Fierce Days, but like obviously like more contemporary. But yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I guess like that's like one of her like least popular albums. <laughs> but... Yeah, but like the whole, the whole like the effect of it, like the whole pop effect, like the single ladies, the whole there's like club anthems and stuff. I yeah. think we're missing from Beyonce now, to be honest. Yeah, her impact on pop culture, like that album was quite impactful in terms of like popular culture, in terms of like the dance for single ladies and what that did for the music community i would say so yeah i agree i think yeah we could definitely like she's done it all now she's won the awards she's like done different sounds she's experimented with this and that she's collaborated with this she's done this concept she's done that concept she's done afro beats like there's most there's not a lot that she hasn't done so i think it's difficult so i think you're right now it's just like she should just go back to the fun drawing board yeah and then just give us like something fun we can dance to at the time something catchy that we will vibes to and then you know just tour as she does and people yeah so yeah, I agree. I think that's what we're looking for now from Beyonce because we get the seriousness of the aesthetics that she puts yeah, out. Yeah, it's too point. serious though. Yeah, it's, it's I think she should bad. do kind of like an album, kind of like um, Caution by Mariah. Something, yeah, you Something know, like that. I was thinking about. I was thinking about Mariah when, when we just mm-hmm. talked I was thinking Mariah's been out for so long and she's done different things and like now I don't think she's taking herself too seriously. She's just putting out music that she doesn't yeah. like and just kind of chilling with it. But I guess Beyonce does do the same thing as well. But yeah. I don't think she is though. I don't think she's having fun of her music because oh. the last two albums, like Lemonade, was definitely the whole concept about serious, serious album, and even the videos and stuff. That's I mean, I think I said I think I said before that I, I liked her title better because it was for more fun and stuff. But like on Lemonade, they're all very serious and those are very like strong message behind it. Yeah. So what albums do you say you like them more from? Uh, Oh, I like the videos from Beyonce more. 
then mm-hmm. Lemonade. Because they're more colourful and more... Even them, they were more fun. But even that was like a concept album too. But yeah. even that album was a bit more fun. But Lemonade was just so serious and it was just very... And just the same aesthetic, like... I don't know. I, I don't know, yeah. I, I agree in some, some extent that we're kind of bored of what she's given us now. Mm. But I don't think that she should end her career. She's still young, please. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. There's, there's more to give, definitely. Don't count her out. Yeah. This album, so... Yeah, that's true as well. I mean, I don't know, like, sometimes I'm always like, if she does the first series, like, would she include the Destiny's Child albums? I think she has the right to. So, yeah. That's true. Or does she? Yeah, she does. Seven, six? I can't even count right now. Yeah, I think she probably does, actually. I think she does, yeah. Yeah, she does. She does, you're right. Yeah. So, she's still got some albums left in there, but I just think, I just, I just want her to go down the more fun route, basically, is what my, yeah. my thoughts are. I feel that. But that wraps the opinions. There were very, very many opinions that kind of pressed me and very opinions. Uh, there's a lot of opinions that we agreed with as well. Um, but I do think that uh, in general, music is very like div- divisive at the moment. I think a lot of people have different opinions about different things. And I think that it's hard to, it's kind of hard. Like, because remember that era between, I think it was like 2010, there was an era where there was like definitely a big like stand like just like the what's it called the barbs like it was like a massive thing but i think that's kind of dying down a little bit as in like the newer art i wouldn't say they're like stand groups in that sense if that makes sense do you agree yeah they're not like as i mean i don't you know maybe because we're just older we don't pay attention to it as much yeah so maybe they're still there but I don't even know what Doja Cat calls her fans, kitties or something. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they... It's not really a thing anymore. Yeah, like, like it used to be. Yeah. yeah. So I think that there's a lot more for people to like different artists in that sense. And there's a lot more... Because of social media as well, there's a lot more room to, like, switch between who you don't like. So Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Music is subjective. So you like what you like, someone else might not like it. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, that brings us to the end. So we're gonna update the playlist, the rated play- playlist on Spotify. If you guys don't know, don't know already, then we add one new song, one old song every week. Um, and I'm gonna add a new song. So I'm gonna add "Baby, Baby, Baby, Baby" by Ash- um, H and Ashanti, since that's number two on the UK charts right now. It's really blowing up. So and I really like the song Paul, and I think and like you said, we discussed her before. Ashanti's Still making waves with her old music. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's just such a catchy song. It's really giving me summer and it's reminding me that summer's coming. So, and I, I'm, I think it's a really good, well, like, well put together sample. So, yeah. Baby by Ashanti and H. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to add LL Cool J and A. Marie, Paradise. Um, I also feel like it reminds me of summertime. When it's, like, warm. I will play this song on my car and turn it up all the way and put my windows down so everybody knows that I'm, you know, I'm ready for summertime with this song. So I played it like the beginning of the week when it was at Walmart when I was driving somewhere or whenever it was a couple of weeks ago. And I felt like, because I felt like sometimes whenever it gets hot, I always feel like LL Cool J Paradise by Amory. And, and Amory Paradise always comes to mind. So that's my addition for the old school song. It's a good choice. I haven't listened to LL Cool J for... We actually discussed him the other day. We did. That's probably why. <laughs> That's probably why I thought about him, yeah. Yeah.
but yeah so guys if you don't know already then just follow us on the on our instagram page the at the rated podcast and if you could just give us some ratings on spotify and apple music that would be cool five stars that'd be nice some leave some comments let us know what we're doing right let us know what we're doing wrong and um, if you want to follow me on my personal instagram then i'm at olivade and i'm at carl cnn and if you want to send us an email or anything then add us not add us email us at the rated podcast one at gmail.com you know just like ideas about topics and whatever we want to discuss and things like that we want to hear um but yeah just thanks for listening as well like uh, we really appreciate it um and like just continue to support us yes thank you guys and thank you all for your contributions to our unpopular opinions they were really really handy for today's episode so thank you guys yes 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 so until next time i bid you adieu and yeah we'll speak at you next week see you later Bye. Bye, bye, bye.